Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 288. Whatever external circumstances, factors people throw at you, it will become easy for you to handle it if you're internally strong. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue and welcome to today's episode. Before we jump in, it's not too late in the season, quite yet, to get your Facebook shop up and running. Are you one of my starters who doesn't have a website up quite yet? but you'd still like to start selling your products. This new program through Facebook is your answer. You don't need your own website. They take care of that, plus collecting the money, giving you shipping labels, even collecting sales tax on your behalf. It's the perfect place to begin and test the waters, if you will, with selling your products. Wouldn't it be nice to start seeing sales of your product this holiday season? check out my Set Up and Sell in Facebook Shops program to make that happen. I take you through step-by-step how to get your shop up and running and then how to attract people to buy from you. But time is running out to gain traction for the holidays. So stop this podcast, I give you permission, and sign up now. giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash Facebook Shops is the link. I know You may be homeschooling still. Perhaps you're starting to pull out your holiday decorations and trying to manage your day job with very little time to spend figuring out how to do anything new. That's why I created this for you. Let's get you up and selling so you can get the rush of the first sale and start making money with your crafts. Here's your path to making that happen. Giftbizunwrap.com forward slash Facebook shops. Now, the show I have for you today is really important. I'd like to say it can change how you experience this holiday season and your life beyond that too. Be honest with me here. Are you normally living your life full of anxiety and stress? I'm pretty sure you said yes, and no surprise. We're still in COVID time. We have elections, racial unrest, overall uncertainty. It feels like everybody is operating with peak anxiety. I never really considered this until it came up in our talk, but it's true. We're all living almost 100% with our fight or flight instinct button stuck on the on mode. While some level of stress is unavoidable, What we're doing to ourselves these days is not good for us, and we need to change it. That's why I say this show is so important. You're going to hear ways you can start to neutralize your stress level. Now listen, some of the things that we discuss will not be new topics to you, but there most likely will be new ideas or way to implement these things that you haven't heard before. So I want you to be open-minded and really listen as you overlay the ideas on top of your current life. 
Plus, I open up about some things I've never talked about before. Nothing scandalous, (laughs) but sides of my life that I haven't shared. It's okay. I want us to know each other well. Are you ready? I'm opening the door right now to your opportunity for a less stressful life. Welcome in. Today, I can't wait to introduce you to Kajal Karana of Body Mind Solution. Since 2010, KK has helped professionals, entrepreneurs, and working mothers have a positive mindset, gain clarity in business, improve the quality of their sleep, and adapt healthy eating habits so they stay productive and achieve their goals faster. She's an author, podcast host, and wellness coach. KK helps people transform their lives by becoming their own accountability partner in their transformation journey. She believes that you have the power to become a better you in an easy way so it becomes your lifestyle rather than being a struggle. KK, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sue. It's an honor. I love that you're here, and I'm starting out by telling everybody that you're in Singapore, I'm in Chicago, and there's close to a 12-hour difference (laughs) between our times. (laughs) And it's so awesome to be able to bring someone like you on the show who's so far away, but also can relate to everything that's going on right here where I am and where we're talking. Absolutely. Thanks to technology. (laughs) Yes, I just love that we can do that. So before we get started, I have a traditional question that I ask every single guest on the podcast, and that is to have you describe yourself by way of a motivational candle. So if you were to pick a color that really resonates with you and a quote that helps you guide your life, what would your motivational candle look like? My candle's color would be purple, and I choose it because purple also symbolizes spirituality. And I believe that every person is potentially divine. So we all are connected to the higher power and we should believe in ourselves. Love it. And is there a quote or anything or that's just your saying and the way you'd like to leave your candle? I would say we have the inner power like you mentioned in the introduction, but we need to connect to our intuitive power to believe and move forward in life. So connect to yourself. Okay, perfect. And I think we're going to get into more of that. I'm so excited to hear from you and get all of your goodness about all of this. Before we get started with that, though, give us a little bit of your backstory, how you've gotten to where you are now, and specifically why you're working with women in this way. So to start from my childhood, I would say I think I have a lineage behind. My grandfather was a jaundice specialist. He wasn't an MBBS doctor, but he would work with herbal medicines. So when I was a young kid, I saw him making some kind of medicines with some seeds and roots of some plants. So probably it's in my blood helping people. And when I was very young during my college days as well, I used to wake up early and go for morning walks. So I always was inclined towards a healthy lifestyle. And then after I finished my graduation, I went and worked in corporate world where I realized that it's not my cup of tea because I was not made to work for long working hours. I was missing my healthy lifestyle, having a routine to go exercise or swim and eat healthy because you're working 16 hours every day. So very soon I realized that I don't want to be in corporate world. I was 
contemplating and thinking what should i do what should i learn which will stay with me and i can carry it with me across the globe instead of working with a product or something which i have to sell so very soon i realized that i want to work in health and wellness industry so i left the corporate world and i went back to india i was in dubai at that time i went back to india i pursued my education in yoga ayurveda meditation mindfulness reiki so i studied very deeply for 3 years and understood different aspects of health and wellness what if someone is physically ill and can't do yoga and they are not inclined towards meditation how can massage therapy work or how can food work then i studied nutrition so i wanted to become a one stop shop for people who are struggling with their mental emotional or physical health and that's my back story and now i live in singapore i have two girls and my husband also works here and i'm very passionate about helping people to stay happy and help them reduce stress because i have experienced it myself multiple times and i tell people stress is inevitable you can't avoid it but you can always learn to manage it once you learn to deal with it whatever external circumstances factors people throw at you it will become easy for you to handle it if you are internally strong so i help people manage their stress levels and help them become emotionally mentally and physically healthy based on what their requirements are if they want to work on their sleep if they want to work on their diet or if they want to work on their mobility Got it. So your solutions are different based on what each individual person needs. Absolutely, because I don't believe there is any one size fit all. We all come from different background, different upbringing. Our likes and dislikes are different. So I cannot have a solution which will fit everyone in the world, like the food and fitness industry does. I think that sounds much more credible too. There isn't a one size fits all and I think that's why sometimes you hear people saying with certain products that it guarantees that they'll do this thing or another thing but not every solution is right for every single person. I'll often talk with and listeners you guys are going to relate to this. Hey, hey, I mentioned and we talk about the fact that even our products that we're making here aren't suitable for everybody. Not everyone is going to love what we do. So similar with what you're talking about different people need different solutions everyone seeking the same result i think but the way to get there is different absolutely the destination can be the same but the route or the pathway you choose might be different everybody can take even when we have the gprs in our cars sometimes it will show different routes depending from where you are starting right if you are starting from north and someone is starting from east and both of you are planning to go to south you will definitely have different routes to reach there if that makes sense absolutely you still get to the same place but you take a different route so at the time that we're talking we're walking right into the holidays and the holidays for all of us because we're makers can be really stressful because this is the time that we can make the most money and you don't want to miss out on that and i will say that a lot of people start thinking about this a little bit too late so they're behind the eight ball if you will and trying to rush and get everything together so that they're going to be able to capture the sales for the holiday we also within our community have a unique situation in that because the majority of people here make what they're selling the more they sell the more work they've just created for themselves and so sometimes they need to think about bringing employees in when they never thought of doing that before 
There's all of the shipping, order fulfillment that comes on. And then, oh, yes, we also have our family (laughs) that we want to create a wonderful holiday for. So there's just a lot of stress going on around this time of year. And I remember for myself, when I had my product-based businesses, the holiday would pass me by. And yeah, I'd go to a party, but it was just one more party because I knew I was supposed to be going and having fun when in truth, I was just exhausted. And I knew I had to get up early because we had a ton of orders to get out the next day. And so it was not enjoyable, to be quite honest. So I thought this would be a great topic. We're right now at the start of the physical part of the holiday season, being out and selling. Planning's already been done, but now we're actually executing. We're selling, we're getting in orders. So stress levels start to build for sure. And so I thought you could maybe help us with this here. And I'm going to start with first, probably really obvious question, but what happens within us when we get stressed out? What physically is going on with us? Very interesting question. So recently I wrote a book and I've mentioned about this in my book as well, because a lot of people don't know what human body consists of, to be very honest. We only see our legs, our eyes and whatever we can see externally. But hardly the percentage of people who know about the internal organs and the systems which work inside of our body, it's a great mechanism which is run on autopilot, thankfully. So I'm glad that you asked this question because people should get aware of what is happening inside their body, at least with the autonomous nervous system, right? So autonomous nervous system has parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. This controls our mood, our feelings, our anxiety, the way we behave. So sympathetic nervous system is active when you're angry, when you're upset, when you're stressed. And for example, when you're in a flight or fight mode, if you see a tiger in front of you, there will be signals sent to your brain to run, to take action, right? Or if you see a fire in your room right now, you will take action to run. That is fight or flight. So we need sympathetic nervous system to be active when it's required to. But unknowingly, most of us these days, our sympathetic nervous system is active all the time. We don't even realize it. Even when we are sleeping, we are anxious, we are stressed, we are upset. But we need to learn to strike the right balance between sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system. So when does parasympathetic nervous system gets active or overtakes is when you're feeling relaxed, when you're feeling loved, when you're feeling happy. For example, if you go on a date with your boyfriend and suddenly he will propose you and say, I love you, will you marry me? And those emotions which are created in your body will make you feel so happy. That's the time when your parasympathetic nervous system is active. So people don't realize that they need to strike the right balance of sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system. Because of sympathetic nervous system being active most of the time, the stress levels are increasing in human body these days. Is this because of our lifestyles? We're so busy all the time now. And with technology, a lot of us feel like we have to be on 24-7, quite honestly. Absolutely. Technology is playing a big role in this and social media is causing all the dysfunctional release of dopamine in our body. We're always constantly comparing ourselves to other people who are ahead of us or shiny object syndromes, which we see on social media. Definitely our lifestyle has a major role in this. 
I know I felt those feelings <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Would you say that years back we were more balanced, almost 50-50? Was there a time when that was the case? Oh, yes. I would say at least maybe not long ago, but even 30 years back, there was a better balance, I would say. I mean, our ancestors had a very different life. If you see, before all the technology kicked in or even before electricity came in, people would not do anything after sunset. They would just sleep. But then electricity was introduced and sleeping hours were pushed back to 10 p.m., 9 p.m. And then with ever-evolving technology, all the gadgets we have today, laptop, iPads, watching Netflix, our sleeping time has pushed back to post-midnight for most of the people. Yes, that is definitely true. Is there any truth to having good stress? Like I mentioned, if you're in flight or fight mode, yes. Like if you have to run, take an action. If you see a tiger or have a fire in your room, yes, that kind of stress is very good. Or sometimes like you are supposed to finish a project and you are stressed out to finish it. Temporary stress, I would say yes, but not a prolonged stress. Okay. If you're stressed out for a couple of hours just to get a task done, and once it is done and dusted, you feel relaxed and you take time to rejuvenate and rest, it's good. But if it is most of the time these days, we finish one task and then we have other things, there's too much on our plates these days. So we hardly have any time to rest and rejuvenate. Yes, I agree with that totally. And does that put our health at risk when we're under this higher stress level all the time? 200%. Yes. (laughs) I will tell you clinical research these days. I mean, Harvard did some research, I think, 10 years back or in 2009, I would say, if I'm not wrong. And the findings were 70 to 90% of hospital visits are due to stress. Can you imagine that figure? 70 to 90% of hospital visits are due to stress. Wow. So if you're young, I think that's the prime age when you're between your 30 and 40s. You are in your prime age. You can learn to do right things for your emotions, for your mind and for your body. Otherwise, you will definitely end up in hospitals once you cross 50, for sure. So you end up in the hospital for something else, but it was brought on because of the higher level of stress. Yes, everything, the main root cause is stress for everything today. Be it diabetes, asthma, hypertension, cancer, the major reason is stress. Of course, there are other elements, I would say, the food, the air, the water, everything is getting polluted. Everything we eat these days is mostly, especially in Western world, I would say is processed food or packaged food, which is not fresh, which doesn't have any air, water in it, which is dead, I would say. So it doesn't give any health benefits to you. But that's secondary. The major reason is stress, I would say. Okay. All right. Well, and if we identify the reason, then I'm feeling like maybe there's something that we can do about it. And I would love for us to get into some tangible ideas, given we are walking into the most stressful time of the year, I'm going to say as a generality right now, but the most stressful time of year for all my listeners right now, being that we're going into the holiday with all that that entails. And I would love for people to come back to us after the holiday and say, you know, the things that I learned when you and KK talked really helped me have a better holiday season. I enjoyed my family more. I loved the fact that I had a lot of business because it looked really good in my bank account at the end. 
But at least this year, I enjoyed the season. It didn't just pass me by, and I was totally stressed and exhausted the whole time. So if we can, KK, let's talk about some of the tangible things that people can do to make this holiday season different. Okay, while we're listening to our sponsor, take out a pen and let's get ready to make this holiday the least stressful holiday season ever. So you can enjoy yourself. Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How you ask? By offering personalization with your products. Wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, Happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or fine packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. Absolutely. I mean, there are very simple steps to begin, especially if you're a beginner. First thing I would say is if you really want to help yourselves to reduce your stress levels and enjoy your holidays, you need to be committed. Without commitment, nothing happens. People try it for one day or two days and three days and they say, oh, I don't have time or it didn't work. Of course, it wouldn't work because transformational changes take years of practice, daily implementation. I would say like you brush your teeth. Even if you have deadlines, even if you have commitments, you will never forget to brush your teeth, right? That's become part of your life. So similarly, if you really want to take care of your body, your mind, your emotions, your mental health, and you really want to enjoy, there are simple things you can do, but you need to be committed. That's the most important thing, commitment and determination. I don't know yet what you're going to tell us, but my question here is to be committed, would you also say that then you like formally schedule whatever you're going to tell us, because I don't know what it is yet, but you make time in your day every day. You plan it. You don't just say, okay, I'm going to be committed. You take an action to be committed, such as scheduling time. Yes, you have to schedule at least 10 minutes for yourself to begin with. And that should be in the morning. That's the first thing you should do when you wake up. Just 10 minutes. You can either journal. If you like to journal, write down what your goals are. What is it that you're passionate about? Positive things you want to achieve in your life related to your relationships, your own happiness, your health. That's one way. So I like getting in my listener's mind and try to anticipate what their questions are as they're listening to us here. So journaling. Okay, well, my goals were the same yesterday as they are today. So I already wrote that yesterday. What am I going to journal about today? So you say, well, then you can also think happy thoughts, what you're grateful for. Yeah, positive affirmations, attitude of gratitude, being positive or planning your day. How would you want to construct your day? I always use this quote, become the architect of your future. So become the architect of your day early in the morning, just in this first 10 minutes, you can plan the day well, rather than just waking up and trying to hustle, just sit back and relax and plan it well. So there are less stress levels, you're not rushing. 
Because if you wake up in the morning and first thing you're rushing, you are going to end up rushing the whole day. Oh, interesting. So you get up 10 minutes earlier and you have a journal near your bed or a comfortable chair that you like to be in or somewhere like that. And 10 minutes is not too much to ask to do something like this. And would you say it's feeling grateful? I understand what that does. So you're reflecting on your life and all the good that's in it and focusing on the positive versus anything that might be challenging or concerning. So that makes sense to me. And then as you're talking about planning out the day, is that setting your intentions for the day? Yeah, it could be your personal. So that you can divide it into three things, right? It can be your relationship, your profession, and your health. What are the things you want to achieve during next 24 hours or 12 or 16 hours? If you would like to divide it or categorize it, I would say. Because everybody's priority would be different. So this is one way of doing it. Divide it into three different areas of your life, your professional life, your personal life, and your health, your relationships, I would say. And then, I mean, if you don't have that, you are very clear on what you want to do, you don't want to journal, you can just wake up and go for a walk and connect to nature because nature has the best remedy to release stress. When you're out in nature, especially in the morning, the oxygen levels are fresh because there's less industrial pollution and depends in which city you're living, definitely. If you're in big city where there's a lot of traffic and everything, after 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., mostly all the cars or bikes are on the street and the pollution increases. So if you go for a walk in the morning at 6 a.m., it helps you get fresh, unpolluted oxygen into your lungs, which helps your internal organs to take better decisions for the rest of the day. That makes sense. Yeah. And a lot of people even like going and working out in the morning, whether it's outside or let's say you live in a cold area like I do, Chicago, where it's snowing. And at some point of the year, you can't get out. If you're not able to get outside because the weather won't permit it, would you also say just moving your body in some way? Yeah, like some days I give you my example, if I'm not able to go out because it's raining or whatever, I just walk inside my apartment, I go round and round around my dining table for half an hour. Do you listen to a podcast while you're doing that? Or do you want to be in silence? I have positive affirmations when I'm walking. I say I am great, like I have attitude of gratitude, first of all. And then I'm like, I'm worthy, I deserve this, and my day is beautiful. And everything I could think of, positive affirmations in my head while I'm walking. And I'm very mindful when I'm walking. I would watch my step, how my foot is moving forward. And then when it steps down, what is happening in my legs? And so I'm trying to be very mindful. And then when my mind shifts, I try to bring it back. Okay, I'm not being present in the moment. My mind is trying to drift away, so I start doing positive affirmations. So, I mean, you can do a lot of things indoors as well. If you like to work out and you have a gym in your house or you have some dumbbells or you just like doing push-ups, you can do that as well to energize your body and your organs. Mm-hmm. But the point I think that you're saying with at least these first two is it's really intentional going inside yourself, being introspective talking to yourself, discovering how you're feeling, setting intentions, being one with nature and yourself. And I like what you were just saying that even you as a professional, your mind will start drifting to something else and you have to pull it back. And it took me a long time to understand that that's just a natural thing for people because I used to say, well, I can't keep my mind on one thing, so I can't do this. But then when I found out it was natural, I felt so much better about it. 
No, it's absolutely fine. Even if I'm an expert, I've been practicing this for more than 10 years. I still have my days, but it has become very easy for me to identify and change. But for a beginner, it might not be so easy compared to people who have been practicing it for a few years. So for me, I'm very, very, I like, I have my own CCTV cameras inside my mind, I would say. I'm watching everything I'm thinking and doing and stuff. So yes, like you said, we need to get inside our own selves because 99.9% of the time, most of the people are so much connected to their external world. And that's where we get stressed out Mm -hmm. because we don't know how to cut the noise. We have to learn to cut the external noise and just connect to our own selves. It could be challenging in the beginning and there will be a lot of noises. Like I always say, your mind is your best friend or your worst enemy. It is truly on you. If you want to make your mind your best friend, you can. Because your mind will say, oh, what are you doing? You know, you have so many things to finish. You're wasting your time and da 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 Other people will go ahead of you and this won't work. And so many things because you have never trained your mind to do these kind of practices before. There will be some kind of turbulence. Yeah, it's a whole new behavior. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have the journaling. We have the walking or moving around. What else? Third thing you can do is, I mean... This is very difficult and challenging for most of the people. But if you can try to just sit and connect to your breath, watching your breath, not manipulating your breath, like some people say, deep breathing or working on your breath work, moving in. I would just say, connect to your breath. Check your posture, sit up straight, lift your chest up, drop your shoulders back and down and just watch your breath. When you do this, Watching your breath, start with one minute in the beginning, just three times, inhale and exhale, watch that. Then next day, two minutes, then third day, three minutes and do it for 10 minutes every morning. And just by doing this, the capacity of your lungs will improve. And we have seen this with our students who have started watching their breath. Their breathing has improved. Their mind has become much calmer and quieter. They have seen the change in their body and their emotions. And by doing these things, will that behavior, once we're committed, we're doing it every day, does that take us through the next hour or two? Or does that truly help affect our whole day? For some people, it depends on your personality. If you get upset easily, if you get agitated, angry very easily, that's your personality. Probably you will have to practice it every few hours initially in the beginning. If your personality is anyway like calm, you don't get upset so easily. Even if there is a problem, you look for solution. You don't play the blame game. Then probably it will help you throughout the day. But if you are someone who gets upset very easily for those kind of personalities, I would say you need to practice it at least every two hours. So use your mobile phone set alarm every two hours when your alarm goes or whatever sound it is just for one minute one minute stop doing whatever you're doing and connect to your breath every two hours in the beginning and what is this going to do for us when we do that it will help you relax it will help you get less stressed out and worked up you know because you're going to disconnect with whatever is happening around you and connect to your own breathing because when you connect to your breath as i said the capacity of your lungs will improve 
when the capacity of lungs is improving, there is better oxygen and blood flow to your organs, including your brain. That makes sense. Yeah. So the chemical reaction in your brain will automatically change. You won't be very stressed out. So in the past, if you were very stressed, like your stress levels were 80%, and if you try to do this, be mindful every two hours, then you will realize gradually your stress has reduced to 60% in three months or maybe 50% in four months and then 30% and then 20% and then in few years you will become much more calmer. This makes sense because when you're less stressed, you also come up with better ideas, solutions, because we all know that with business, there's always things that come up that represent a problem or a challenge. So if your mind is in a better place, you're probably going to create better solutions or you'll come to a solution faster. Your interaction with people will be calmer. And the joy of what you do, because the reason we're all going into business is to have freedom follow our passion, (laughs) all of that. And oftentimes we trade that in for being so stressed because of what you have to do in your business. So to get back the beauty and what that initial dream was of being happy and joyful and confident in your business, this is the type of thing that what you're talking about can bring back for us. Right. So if I have to just put it in one line, I will say when you practice being mindful, your reaction will change to response, if that makes sense. Your reaction will change to response. Yeah. In the past, if you were reactive, like you would react very angrily. Now, when you are practicing mindfulness, instead of reacting immediately, you would pause, think, and you will be more responsible. Your response will be different. So your reaction will change to response, I would say. I see. Okay, so we've got journaling, walking or connecting with nature in some way, and maybe sitting and breathing, you know, being very conscious about our breath. So these are all ways we can calm ourselves. What other options are there? Definitely sleeping. Sleep has a major role to play in weight loss, in productivity, and stress. Like I mentioned before, people don't sleep post-midnight most of the time. There are different types of patterns people follow. If I have to divide it or segregate it into three different parts, I would say some people sleep post-midnight every night and there's no fixed time, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. That's category one. Some people sleep post-midnight or around midnight during weekdays. And weekends, because it's holiday, they would sleep 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So their weekend times and weekdays timings of sleeping is different. Third category would sleep same time every day, but it's still late, like say 12, midnight, all seven days. So category A doesn't have any time pattern, like they would just randomly sleep at 1, 2, 3, 4. Category B has weekdays and weekends. Category C has one fixed time, but it's still very late. So when you're not sleeping, you are not helping your internal organs to rest and rejuvenate. When we sleep, our body repairs, right? All the cells are being repaired. Even the brain, there are some fluids in our brain which are released only when we are sleeping. So if you're not sleeping, you're not helping your internal organs to rest. Now people can debate, okay, I sleep at 12 midnight and I sleep until 8 a.m. Isn't that enough? Maybe yes, if you're quality of sleep is good, but the best time to sleep is between 10 p.m. 
to 6 a.m., right? Because when you wake up and then you're working the whole day and if you did not have any rest during the day, you are just prolonging, right? You're supposed to sleep by 10, but you're just prolonging. It's like using the washing machine. You buy a washing machine, you're supposed to use one load every day, but you're using three loads. So our body is also like a machinery. If you're going to overuse it, it is going to have its own wear and tear, which are all internal. And because we don't see it, we don't take care of it. So sleep plays a major role. That's very, very important that fix your sleeping hours. If not 10, at least I would say start sleeping at 11 p.m. if you can. But another way to do it is, for example, if you're sleeping at 1 a.m. now, don't jump to 11 p.m. because your body is going to react and you will try it for a couple of days and you'll say, oh, I tried, but I gave up. So shift the time half an hour. For two weeks, sleep at 12.30 p.m., and then next two weeks, 12 p.m., and then next two weeks, 11.30, and gradually bring it to 11 p.m. What do you say to people who say, but I can't fall asleep earlier? I could say I'm going to go to bed earlier, but I literally don't fall asleep. Yeah, because your body is not used to falling asleep earlier. You'll have to train it, right? If you've been doing this for 20 years now, and you'll suddenly, for example, as, as I said, if you're sleeping at 1 a.m. and suddenly tonight you want to sleep at 10 p.m., your body will not because our cells have memories. So the cell memory says, okay, it's not time to sleep yet. That's why gradually reduce, bring it backwards. Don't jump like three hours or four hours in the first go. I've heard so much that we are so sleep deprived as for sure our country here in the U.S., but I would say probably the majority of the world is so sleep deprived because we're always rushing to do more, better, faster. Before you want to ask me anything, it's absolutely true. And it's mostly because of the gadgets we are using. We don't leave our mobile phones on our iPads until we literally just fall asleep. So that's one more thing everybody should or try to practice one hour before your bedtime. So if you're planning to sleep at 11 p.m., 10 p.m., you should switch off everything. There should not be any social media. There should not be any negative news. There should not be Netflix. You should switch off literally everything. Dim the light. If you like to read book, read a book. Okay. But otherwise, start preparing. Unless the lights are not turned off, your brain doesn't get those signals that, okay, it's time to sleep now. Because these days, there's so much electricity and light everywhere. that Our mind is so active. So you have to start preparing to sleep as well, which people don't do these days. So it's very important. I call them prime hours. One hour before you sleep and one hour when you wake up. These two hours, the prime hour before you sleep, will define the quality of your sleep. And the prime hour after you wake up will define the quality of your day and your activity. I think you're right. I mean, I remember my parents long ago had a tradition that they would sit around the kitchen table right before they went to bed, have tea and one piece of chocolate, only one piece, (laughs) before they went to bed. So that was their transition, if you will. And it was a tradition for them. That's what they always did. And you're right. We don't do that. We look at our phones or we're watching TV until we finally turn it off. And then the second our eyes open, we're out of bed running. But let me ask you something that might be a challenging question, but I think it's very realistic for everybody here. And that is, I can barely fit in everything 
I need to get done for my business and my family. How am I going to take two hours out of my day and do those things that you're suggesting in the morning and the end? Because I barely have time to do everything I'm supposed to be doing anyway. Okay, I will say two things here. First of all, change the way you do your business. If you are planning things for three months, start planning for four months, I would say. That will give you one month extra to do what you want to do. Like if you want to put a deadline every three months or every two months, increase the time, I would say. The scheduling should be done at least few weeks before you would actually want to, if that makes sense. Do not plan for three months or if you want to plan something for three months, increase the time for four. If you're planning something for four months, increase the time to five, I would say. So have more time on your calendar to get things done. That's one thing, if that makes sense. Second thing, yes, you're right, because we have deadlines, because we didn't plan it well, or we keep very, very narrow deadlines for our projects. We don't have time and we, like you mentioned, how will I take out time? Start with half an hour before your bedtime. Stop all the gadgets, social media, TV, Netflix, and just do 15 minutes of mindfulness practice or walking in the morning. And I think that's not a lot. That will change your energy levels. Your plannings will get better. Your productivity level will get better. Your mood will get better. You will not be running around like a headless chicken, I would say. Yeah, I have a saying, KK, that is our business needs to fit into our life. It shouldn't be our life totally. And I think that's what starts to happen, especially if we're in business for ourselves, because we're trying to get so much accomplished. And what comes to me based on what you're saying, because originally when you started talking, I'm like, well, I can't decide that all these orders that I have to put out can wait another two weeks. These are customers who want their products. But it it makes me start thinking two things. Number one, we're trying to achieve more than is realistic. For example, like right now as we're entering into holiday season, all of us who are fortunate to have so many orders that we need to get them all out is how not to overload other projects on top of that, first off. So only do what's realistic for the time frame, prioritize, and then also work smarter. If you have to bring someone in to help short term, yes, that's going to reduce your costs or it's going to reduce your income because you're going to have to pay them. But that allows you, number one, to have a better lifestyle, gives you support for your business, because what if you run yourself ragged and you get sick? You can't do anything. And it sets you up better for the future. So I'm thinking just in summary of my little thought process here is be realistic with what you're trying to accomplish in the time frame you are, and think of solutions and ways to work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. You see, health is wealth. Right. My mom always taught me this and that stuck with me. She says, even if you lose wealth, you have not lost anything. But if you lose health, it will get difficult for you to even generate that wealth. So if you're like you said, if you're not being realistic, you'll end up spending all the money you have earned in hospitals. To escape those hospital visits, it's better to pay someone who can help you or, you know, make less money. It's fine. And honestly, if you are running yourself ragged, and let's say you don't have a debilitating health problem from all your stress, you might just get so burnt out and so exhausted that you're in business for two or three years and say, you know what, I am done. This is too much. 
Right. So this is a way to give more life to your business overall for the long haul versus just stressing yourself out so much that you just decide to throw in the towel and say it's not worth it. Right. And take small steps, I would say baby steps, like we discussed so many options here. You would get overwhelmed by listening to all of this. Oh, I can't do any of this. I would say just take one. Start with one simple thing. Take baby steps. Once you master that, move to the next lifestyle change, you know. And also, I would like to mention, if we have more time, the food you put into your body plays a major role on your emotions. So be mindful of what you're eating as well. Because food these days travels, right? Especially me living in Singapore. We don't have any fresh produce here. Everything is flown in from neighboring countries or even from US or Africa. So it's grown in America. Then it goes in the trucks and warehouse, then aeroplane, then lands here, then again trucks, warehouse. Then it lands into our house. And then imagine the food which has traveled so much has lost its nutrients as well as it has gathered all the energies from across the world. So sometimes what food you're eating plays a negative role, your emotions. So you have to be very mindful. And before you eat or drink, just purify your food by saying this is pure. You can say, okay, if you believe in God, you say, God, remove all the negative energies from this food and make it pure. Or if you don't believe in God, just say universe has provided me the purest form of food. And this is going to give health and healing to my body and my mind. And I think it goes without saying then, to also eat fresh food, not all the processed foods. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fresh is 100 times better. Fresh live food, I would say, which has water and air in it. Not like dead food, sorry. I have no offense for any meat eaters, but vegetables and fruits have life in it. So definitely, mm -hmm. because our body is made out of 70% of water. Each and every cell of our body has 70% water. So all the water-based foods will nourish your body better than processed and dead food. Yes. So I have to tell you just a funny story. I was thinking about this when we were talking in the very beginning about journaling and what your intention is for the day, because what I would be thinking is, okay, I have to eat three pieces of fruit <laughs> because I'm not good at that. That's something I have to be very conscious about to the point that my husband makes me a fruit bowl every day because he knows that the prep part I feel takes too much time and he's a big fruity person. So he puts aside and gives me my ration of fruit every day. And that's the only way I get it done, eating my fruit. You're lucky, I would say so. <laughs> I am very lucky. He's been doing this ever since we got married, especially when I was pregnant. He's like, you've got to eat, be eating healthy. <laughs> but he brings me so much fruit. Like I have to tell him half of this is what normal people have. <laughs> no, which is good. See, this makes me think again, people hardly give any priority to their health. They are so busy hustling. Health is the least priority. Even when I have to ask my clients, they will say work, family, and then me. And I will always tell them to change. Put me first, then everything falls in place if you are healthy. I mean, if I can mention this, I have written a book this year. I published it in June. And the title of the book is Why Me First? And the book talks about self-love and everything one needs to do to stay healthy mentally, emotionally, and physically and have less stress in life. Perfect. And I'm so glad you said that, Gift Biz listeners. You know I'll have that linked up in the show notes so you can go back and reference it and get KK's book if you're interested in that. 
And so I want to summarize it and then kind of give an action plan here. And you're going to correct me. Let's see how good a student I am, okay, KK? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the importance of doing any of these activities is to balance out our stress to equal and calm state. So stressful states and to try and start getting more of a proportion of a calm state inside us. I'm not using all the scientific wording. I'm just making it really simple. And so you offered us five different things that we can be doing. And you don't have to do all five. You need to do what you can commit to doing. So maybe you pick one or two, integrate that into your routine, and then you can go from there. And journaling, connecting with nature in some way, getting out walking, maybe gardening later in the day, like whatever is good, but connecting and being outside. Or just watching the sunrise or sunset, if I can add that. You don't have to step out. You can just be standing in your apartment or in your house and just look at the sky and the nature. That's a great idea. So for me, it's when the snow starts. I get so happy inside my body. I don't even know why, but I just love it so much. For some reason, that gives me such happiness. Then the third one was sitting and connecting with your breath and potentially doing that throughout the day, especially when you start feeling like you're overstressed, making sure that you're getting sleep and good sleep at the appropriate times. I think you said 10 to 6 was the best. And then your food, monitoring your food. And that doesn't mean you're going to flip immediately to 100% like the best diet ever. But what can you start adding to your diet that's healthy? And you'll see a difference over time in how you're feeling, right? Absolutely. You nailed it. You got 100 person marks. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) But so, Gift Biz listeners, I want you to think about this then, like, right this very minute, because it's so easy to stop listening to a podcast, then go on with your day, pick one of these things and decide maybe today, depending on when you're listening, or tomorrow, that you'll try it. You'll integrate this in and see what it does for you. And if one of them doesn't work, to your point earlier, KK, that not everything is for everybody. You know, everyone has a different way of getting to the end result. And our end result is supposed to be to enjoy our lives, be less stressful, also enjoy the holidays coming up. If one thing isn't working, then switch and try something else. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. But just be committed and try it for your own good. Think about why do you want to do this? Keep your why in front of you and then just start. And every day, have a post-it somewhere where you can read it every day. And then when your why is clear, why do you want to do it? You will just do it. And when you integrate it in and actually schedule and plan specifically, not just, oh, I'll use mine, okay? Like not just plan, oh, I'm going to eat better tomorrow. But specifically say, okay, I am going to start having two pieces of fruit a day. I'm going to prepare them in the morning so they're ready for me when I'm hungry. And I'm eating them before I get to eat whatever else you're going to eat. Make yourself a plan so it's specific. Right. And if you get stuck, you can always contact us. That's no problem. (laughs) We are here to help you. And you know what? Get your book because I'm sure you go into more detail in your book. Oh, yeah, I have given some exercises in my book, especially for stress and to identify what you're eating and about fear and breath work. So there are different exercises in my book as well. Oh, beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. Remember, show notes for everybody in case you didn't capture the link to the book. What's the name of the book again? Tell us again. Why Me First. It's available on Amazon. Why Me First. 
Okay, perfect. I guess one other thing I would say, because I really want people to do this, I want people to neutralize or as to the extent that they can so much stress. Keep the good stress. I guess we'll always have some stress in our life. That's just how it is, how the world is created. But you can neutralize some of this to stay healthier, enjoy yourself. Like we shouldn't be working so hard that we're not even enjoying our life at all. And I think so the other thing I was going to say is have grace. Like if you mess up and you said you were going to do something and you didn't, don't just say, okay, this isn't for me. I can't do it. Try again tomorrow. So true. Yeah. Absolutely. So KK, what is your future looking like? What kind of plans and what are we going to be seeing from you as we move forward here? I want to write my second book. I'm thinking about it now. And I definitely want to become a keynote speaker, help as many people as I can to help them reduce their stress. Like you mentioned, stress is a never-ending story. Until we are alive, we will have stress in some way or the other because we can't control external factors or people or situation or environment. But we can always learn how to deal with it. If you train yourself, you can always learn how to reduce stress in your life. So yeah, keynote speaking is one of my agendas, I would say, looking for opportunities to go and help people across the globe and write my second book. Perfect. And I think you're considering moving closer to me? Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> if things go well, I would love to. I'm ready to move tonight if you want to, <laughs> Canada. That sounds wonderful. Talking about speaking, it'll be easier too, because you'll be able to be more mobile and there'll be more fresh food. <laughs> yes, fresh produce. There are pros and cons with everywhere we live, right? But I love talking to people who live in different places because it's just so interesting. The different cultures and food and challenges. Everyone has really great things about where they live and then also challenging things about where they live. That's why I say there's no one size fit all because we come from different cultural background, different upbringing, different environment. Yep, absolutely. Apart from your book, if people want to learn more about you, where would be the single best place online for them to go? LinkedIn. I am active on all the social media platforms, but you can find me on LinkedIn or you can find me on my website. It's bodymindsolution.com. You can write to me and I'll get back to you immediately. Wonderful. Well, KK, thank you so much. This information has been so helpful. I'm really looking forward to people commenting back on what they've tried and how it works for them. So hopefully we'll be hearing all of that in the future. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Sue. I would love to hear back from your listeners. And thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be here today. I'm sitting here crossing my fingers and almost ready to get down on my knees and beg of you to really take action from this show. KK gave us great options for how to reduce our stress levels. I know one of these is doable for you. Not only because I want you to be more effective in your business, but I want you to live a healthier and happier life. Now, I don't ask you to do something that I won't do myself. I already shared how my husband prepares my fruit bowls each day, I made the commitment to eat them, and I'm doing well with that. So now I'm ready to add on a new commitment, and I'm going to focus on sleep. I'm so bad here. I bring my phone to bed, <laughs> admission, and also I listen to podcasts throughout the night. So if I get up in the middle of the night, when I crawl back into bed, I turn on a podcast. 
I'm making a statement right here, right now, that I will stop doing that with the goal of getting a better night's sleep. You can hold me accountable. So what are you going to be doing? Hey, jump over into the Gift Biz Breeze Facebook group and let me know. On Thursdays, I do a question post there, and the one I'll do this week is about what we're going to commit to to reduce our stress levels, so we can all write down our commitments. That'll be fun. Make sure to join me next week, where we're going to talk about an opportunity to get more eyes on your business for the holiday. And you know what that means. Increased visibility means an increase in sales. And finally, thanks so much for spending time with me today. If you'd like to show your support for the podcast, please leave a rating and review. That means so much and helps the show get seen by more makers. It's a great way to pay it forward. And now, be safe and well, and I'll see you next week on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today.